0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Arizona Sports Saturday. Here we go,
1: yo! Here we go, yo! So what? So what? So what's the scenario? Here we go, yo! Here we go, yo! So what? So what's, So what's the scenario? That's what we're trying to figure out, right? Mitch Varela, Zach Larson, Trevor Henry behind the glass, trying to figure out what? So what? So what's the scenario? With the Arizona Cardinals roster, we've got 30 more minutes left on this edition of Arizona Sports Saturday, and that is exactly what we're waiting on. In the meantime, it gives us a chance to just look ahead as to what this game is going to be. So there's a couple factors going into today that I think if the Cardinals can get past these two things, luckily they can do it in the same fashion. They'll be optically in better shape. One is the fact that they're 1-10 they're and ten. Against Sean McVay's Rams. Number two. They're on a six game home losing streak. They can kind of quell both. This Sunday. Yes. Will they
2: quell both though? I think that's the interesting question.
1: (laughs) I don't trust
2: my predictions. I'm pretty bad. But. From what I've seen from the Los Angeles Rams. I think their offense is in deep trouble. I think Matthew Stafford's arm is in a lot more of a severe situation than a lot of people want to admit. And I think he's going to continue playing to the point where he's going to tear something in his shoulder and be out for the season. Whoa. That is my whoa, bold prediction. But anyways, I think the Cardinals defense is still just not at the level that it was last season in the beginning of the year. So it's gonna come down to can the Cardinals offense score? And if Can they, they score in the first half? That's first what I half. would like to see. If they can carry the momentum from last week into this one, in which they only scored three touchdowns. They were only down by three touchdowns for most of that game. So we're not gonna say this offense exploded, right? They they just made the, the best plays at the best time for yes. Arizona. Yes. But if they can get back to the way they played week one, of last season week two of last season week three so on so forth and they can just be that offense that they step on the field and they're scoring a touchdown there's just no doubt i think arizona wins this game i think if they go out and play like they did in the first half of the previous two games i think you can say so long to la because they're running away with that game
1: and kyler murray was fantastic in the second half, the and second that's an half. important caveat. However, it is the kind of performance that makes you think, holy crap, we have Kyler Murray. We can, we can accomplish just about anything as long as we have our mindset right. And it was funny. Earlier in the week, Cliff Kingsbury had said that Kyler Murray was like a gift from God. Yes. So when Steve Kine was on with Burns and Gamble yesterday— they kind of asked him that same question.
0: I would say my four kids are gifts from God. I don't know that I would go that far, but um, but I do like him a whole lot. That's for sure. And uh, liked him a whole lot last Sunday night. And, um, you know, again, I think it's, it's, it's great to see him continue to take those steps as well. You know, just like we talked about last week, you know, you never know how a going to respond once they get paid. And uh can't tell you how proud I am of Kyler and just, Again, the uh, ownership that he's taken in this football team and the leadership and the voice, uh, he has been exceptional in a number of different areas. So
2: I think one thing that people like to say about the performance from Sunday is that he played like a $230 million quarterback. Yes, he did. I don't think that's fair to say until he repeats that performance Hmm. on a weekly basis. Because, yes, that game that he had was Amazing. Like, I don't think any other quarterback, I mean, there's a couple that I could say, okay, they could do that, like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Sure. Yeah, the obvious But outside of that, that was a godly performance, like a gift from God, you know, for like Cliff Kingsbury said. But you have to go out and you have to do that against the best teams, especially in your own division. You have to play like that against the Rams for four quarters. And then you have to take your team into the playoffs and show that you can win a playoff game. I think everyone wants to say, okay, he he deserved that money off one game. I'm saying if he continues to play like that, and maybe not at the exact level that he played in that second half, but if he's playing well enough to get the Cardinals into games where they can win consistently, make the postseason, and yeah, maybe he gets his first playoff win, Then I'll start saying, "Okay, that contract, it makes sense now, but I don't want to give it to him after one game because it was a great game. But at the same time, the Raiders, that whole game plan struggled and that's all on Josh McDaniels. And you could just see it after they scored three points in one half.
1: Okay, I'll take your argument a step further. I don't want to just see it in consecutive games. I want to see it for a full game for consecutive games. Yes. Give me a complete performance. Like, don't get me wrong. This comeback was fantastic, and it was spearheaded by Kyler Murray and everything that he was able to do and able to to run the Raiders' defense roughshod and rampant and they falling down just trying to get after him. Do that for a full game. Yep. It's one thing to do it for a full half and to be down 23-7 and to work your way back. But man, could you imagine if he'd have played like that for the entirety of the game? Oh, if It if, might not have felt like a, like a holy crap, they just came back and won
2: 29-23. It might have felt like a more convincing 29-23. And I think that's what people were actually expecting against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they were expecting it, okay, we know it's going to be a barn burner, but... How well is Kyler going to play?
1: We didn't expect the barn to already be burnt down before the second half.
2: Exactly. And that offense just, it wasn't clicking. It was out of rhythm from the start. And then they got the sympathy points at the end of the game. So, like you said, let's see it for a full game. And if you if you do it against the Rams and you win, good for you, Kyler. If you do it against the Rams and let's say they lose, we'll still say, all right, there's there's hope. But... If they come out flat again, I think there is still concern that is reasonable for fans here early on in the 2022 season.
1: There was another point that Steve Kime made in that soundbite that we just played about the you never know what a guy's going to do after he gets paid. So because Burns and Gamble are such pros, they (laughs) followed up on just exactly that. Like, was there a concern about whether or not he gets paid and then what happens with kyler
0: a lot of different times you know you you just wonder because i've seen both ways i've seen guys regress And uh, I didn't think that was the type of person Kyler was. Sometimes you have to bet on the come. But at the same time, you know, I know Kyler is such a competitor that he ultimately wants to win each week. And, you know, at times he's almost so disappointed that you want to encourage him to to be a little more positive. But at the end of the day, man, he, he is such a competitor. Put the team on his back and obviously finish the drill for us.
1: And I think we've seen examples of both. We've seen like Terrell Suggs. He kind of showed up for the paycheck with the Suns, Trevor Ariza. Oh, my. He kind of just showed up for the paycheck, right? There have been instances in the past where the guy only just shows up for the paycheck.
2: This can't possibly be the same case with Kyler Murray. I don't think so. And while I – this is the one thing. I'll I'll sidetrack here for a second, but I hear it every time with Kyler. Okay, he's a competitor. He wants to win. I – I'm happy that I hear that that's his intentions, but there's 31 other NFL quarterbacks that are competitive and that want to win. Mm -hmm. It's all about showing it on the field and showing it in the study room that you want to win. Just because you're a dynamic player and you are talented, you still have to put in the hours of studying and game film and game planning to go into the week to win. So everybody has used that title on Murray since he's been in the league. He's a competitor and everything. Well, that's not good enough because there's just other quarterbacks out there that want to win. Every single NFL player, aside from Jay Cutler, wants to win in the (laughs) NFL. His subtle dig. I'm sorry. I've never (laughs) seen a guy so unmotivated to play on Sundays. (sighs) He clearly liked doing other things better. Um, Also from Steve Kime, while we're just
1: waiting for the final transactions to come down from the Cardinals, uh, we... All of us probably had a different emotion at halftime. How was Steve Keim feeling at halftime last week against
0: the Las Vegas Raiders? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> uh, you know I just again, the way we played week one and the way we played the first half of the second game to me was um, you know disappointing for a number of reasons, whether it was execution or, or maybe even lack of energy. but um, certainly the way we finished and, and um, you know the way these guys stepped up to the plate and handled adversity was, was obviously something that excited us.
1: We can't have them come out of the gate, start slow. Well, and yeah, I think a big factor in that is the coin toss. Like, if you win the coin toss, just take the ball. Yeah.
2: Who cares? I mean... Who cares? I, yeah, you can't... That's the other thing, too. They can't... I don't want to see the Cardinals take that second half, or at the whole performance of Game 2 against the Raiders, and say, well, we can just do that every week. We can just come out flat, and as long as we're keeping it close, we'll it's just not have... an pilot. effective strategy. Exactly. So... I I think they need to step away from that game, and hopefully they did over the week. They need to step away from the win. They got very lucky. They need to perform at a high level from start to finish against a division rival, Super Bowl champions, a team that has had your number over the past couple seasons. And there's likely going
1: to be a lot of fans in favor of the road team there, too. Yeah,
2: we'll see a lot of blue out there in the stands, but... It should be. It should be the bit. I think this game will determine the future of the Cardinals for this season, at least. I, I don't think we can take away what they did against the Raiders. Well, I'm, as
1: as, I, as I, that I is that, the team, I argue that you can because think about it. We got an entire storyline about the defense that whole week, right? Like, is Isaiah Simmons? What is he? Why is he getting right. punished? Was he actually the reason as to why the communication failed? And if he wasn't. Why did he only get 15 snaps against the Raiders? Like, what, it, is his role defined? And this was actually something that Vance Joseph brought up. So bear, bear with me a minute while I, I was like trying to find the word while I'm trying to search for things at the same time. And we're still waiting for the Cardinals to send their transactions and everything's a mess. But... <laughs> <laughs> there was an interesting comment that he had to say in regards to Isaiah and his role, but it came off of what he had to say about Zayvon Collins and his role.
0: I think I think Zayvon's role is always clear because he's a he's an inside backer. You know, Isaiah's a hybrid; he plays some safety nickel. He plays he plays dime for us. so it's always going to be week to week with Isaiah where he plays. Okay, that's why he was drafted. That's his position. That's his body type, and that's that. That's the challenge for us each week. Where to put him so he can make a place to help us win. And last week it was it was a good deal for him and us.
1: But does that explain why he only got fifteen opportunities?
2: I, I still I still think it's so hard for me to say, yeah, Isaiah Simmons, their game planning so much better right now that you are just not enough of a talented player to be on the field. All I right. just I still see that.
1: All right, coming up next, we're still waiting on those final transactions to come down. We anticipate them on the other side, but we'll also give our final bold predictions for Sunday. That's next on Arizona Sports Saturday.
0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. It's Arizona Sports Saturday.
1: Final segment of this edition of Arizona Sports Saturday. Mitch Ferrell, this is Zach Larson filling in for Steve Zinsmeister. Trevor Henry behind the glass. I've got bad news. We still haven't gotten the transactions yet. So I now I'm starting to wonder if there are any.
2: Yeah, so we might be looking at Rondell Moore and Ezekiel Turner still out and James then, Conner but still But like questionable. if they're out
1: then they didn't elevate anybody and I don't I don't understand why.
2: Hmm, that's the case.
1: <laughs> Seems interesting. But as as Zach just mentioned, Ezekiel Turner linebacker is out. Wide receiver Rondale Moore is out. Run, running back James Conner is questionable. That's the entire health report for the Cardinals, which is very good. That's a huge plus, Yes, especially going into this game. Uh, speaking of this game, bold predictions. You already gave one. I want yes. you to reiterate no, well, it. That's, that's like a bold no, prediction I, I, for the season. But I still but want but you to
2: reiterate it to this uh, portion of the audience. Okay, okay. all right. So I, I believe that Matthew Stafford's elbow injury is so significant that everyone's keeping it quiet and that it's going to end up tearing—he's going to throw his arm out to the point he's going to tear a muscle in his shoulder, and he's going to be done for the season at some point within the next couple of weeks. That is my bold prediction for the season. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but I just have that gut feeling about the shoulder— or this elbow injury that Stafford has had reoccurring over the past couple months. I mean, that's months. certainly bold. It's bold. It's, it's, it's out there. I think—
1: the word, the James Conner's status being questionable. I think if he ends up playing, I don't see how he can possibly just take all the snaps, all the reps, all the touches, as he likes to say. I think the game is going to have a different leading rusher for the Cardinals, and I think it's going to be Daryl Williams. I don't. That's, I'm not going to say he's necessarily going to get to 100 yards. Okay, or anything. I was about to ask.
2: Do you? I think, think he gets to 80, 80 yards. Okay, at minimum. All right, I I'm going to go to the running side for the Rams. Oh, okay. Is Cam Akers going to play? Cam Akers will play, <laughs> and he will have a performance that includes a total of fifty or less rushing yards. The Cardinals will keep him in check. Ooh, and the okay. entire rushing offense. And now, here's the thing I'll say about the Cardinals' rushing defense: they played against Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes, but against the run. It's not like they've given up a crazy amount of yards compared to the past. Only 200 yards on the season. I think this is the game where that defensive line really takes over and they are going to force Matthew Stafford to throw the ball because they know if they're going to get the ball back on defense, it's not going to be through fumble recoveries of these skill players. It's going to have to come off the interceptions from Matthew Stafford. So I think the defense stops the run and holds Cam Akers to less than 50 yards. How about this? I think
1: Isaiah Simmons is going to get the highest percentage of defensive snaps for the Cardinals tomorrow. All right. That's, that's, that's bold. Especially because – so, again, if you've somehow missed the conversation, he had 15 snaps against the Raiders. Yes, on Sunday. And just as I'm saying – oh, there we go. There <laughs> they are. They're finally here. Here are the transactions. There's only two of them. The Arizona Cardinals have elevated wide receiver Andre Bocelli and cornerback Jace Whitaker. Two players we saw in last week's matchup. Two players we've seen enough of this season and in and in preseason. Whitaker again. Hmm. I'm only intrigued because Trayvon Mullen is expected to play.
2: So maybe that's just cornerback. So is it
1: just insurance or is he actually not quite ready to go?
2: I don't know. I'm, I, I'm probably reading into it a bit. I, I think maybe just a little bit. I think for I every NFL team needs as many defensive backs as they can get. And if Whitaker can be there as an emergency guy, if Mullen maybe is getting eased into the system and they're still wanting to just make sure he stays healthy, you say Whitaker, go out for like a third down play or whatnot and just fill that spot. So I think... It's just a backup plan. I don't think they're planning on playing him too much. Or maybe I'm completely wrong.
1: Andre Bocelli seems a little more on the nose. You've got Rondell Moore out again. Um, You've got Indy Isabella working back from an injury he didn't play last week. So it's again insurance there. Huh. And I think this is going to kind of be the norm. Uh, Devon Kennard is not going to be a back-and-forth guy anymore. They signed him to the active roster recently. Whether that remains the case a couple of weeks from now when they have a bunch more guys come back is to be seen. But for right now, that's that's just kind of what we're looking at is a little extra help at wide receiver and a little extra help at cornerback, which we've talked about a lot as a position that is going to need that depth, especially in the early weeks without Hopkins and also without Antonio Hamilton and of course the unfortunate passing of jeff gladney when he was supposed to be a key piece on the defensive back room yeah.
2: so we're we might be seeing the name jace Whitaker a lot as an elevation yeah and unfortunately again he was targeted so often in that first half against the raiders so i wouldn't be surprised if whoever he's going up against if he lines up on the field against the rams that's going to be stafford's go-to target so It'll be interesting. I I think Whitaker can provide that support again to give breathers to Marco Wilson, to Trayvon Mullen. I don't think Byron Murphy's coming off the field, though, and I don't think he's going to be leaving Cooper Cup that often.
1: I'm only going to bring this up because Steve Kime was asked about it when he appeared with Burns and Gamble yesterday. Uh, Gambo asked him if he's still looking to add to this
0: current roster. Well, we will con- continue to look, but at the same time, as we're getting healthier from where we were, I feel much better, especially at the cornerback position, you know, with, with Mullen and, and, and Ham getting healthier. You know, those guys, as we go down the stretch, I think are going to pay huge dividends for us. But anytime there's an opportunity to, to, to add a player, if we think they can upgrade us, we'll certainly take a shot.
1: Now, whether or not they will do something about it is to be seen. Whether or not they should do something about it. I think you and I could agree that they still need help at corner. But who's out there at this point? Right. We just saw Joe Hayden sign a one day contract with the Browns to retire, so he's not gonna play again. And outside of that, it's a bunch of, you know, thirty somethings that are not as
2: not as fast, I will say, as they used to be. Yeah. I I'm gonna argue that. I think there's a position more important now based on the way how the defense has been drawn up. Okay. I think pass rush is still at the top priority because I think the fact that you have two of your top three picks from this previous draft class that are playing like six snaps total as the two combined. I think you need to get a pass rusher because clearly it was, it was a topic that was going to be addressed and it, it kind of got fizzled out because of the cornerback depth that was needed for this team.
1: And with that, um, there was the news that Jason Pierre-Paul just signed with the Baltimore Ravens for a one-year deal, and $5.5 well, is what it could have been worth. So no wonder they weren't going to immediately just jump at that. However, there is still guys out there that could probably make an impact, like Kung Su is not far removed from a – Super Bowl and all pro caliber and, yeah. season Super Bowl championship with the Bucks like he can still provide something that is probably more valuable than a lot of the names on this roster. And I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. I think for this Sunday, the Cardinals are already as healthy as they could possibly be, and that's going to be the only advantage that they have for right now. And you you just hope they don't suck,
2: (laughs) to put it bluntly. Well, uh, you just hope that Kyler Murray outperforms Matthew Stafford. I think we went into week one. Kyler's got to play better than Patrick Mahomes. He didn't. Week two, he's got to play better than Derek Carr. He did for the second half. Now you got to go into week three. Kyler has to play four quarters better than Matthew Stafford in order for Arizona to win. (sighs) I'm really worried about this first half. I am, too. I'm really worried that it's just going to be... I'm expecting the same thing. Awful.
1: But they haven't had a good first half yet this season, and they've played a full game
2: worth of first halves. Hopefully that momentum, though, from, from the last game, that's that's what gets them that, rolling. That's
1: a good point. If that game doesn't give you momentum, what will?
2: Right. Because they... L- go ahead.
1: Go the ahead. Ram-
2: I mean, the uh, the way the Rams finished last week, it was a nail-biter, and I wouldn't be confident if I were a Rams fan. So
1: I don't know. I'd be pretty confident if I was a Rams fan. You finally got back in the win column and you have a chance to beat a team that you've had a lot of great success uh, against. I,
2: that, that's fair. enough.
1: This seems to shape up as, you know, perfect opportunity for the taking for the Rams. On Sunday, Of course, that game will be here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Also, later today, you'll have Giants at D-backs. That'll be on this station at 510. And then at 730, you've got Utah at Arizona State on ESPN 620. Zach, thanks so much for filling in. Trevor Henry behind the glass. I'm Mitch Vareldis. This has been another edition of Arizona Sports Saturday. We'll catch you next weekend.